This podcast has been modified to accommodate listeners with high-frequency hearing loss. So I wanted everything to have a bit of time to finish making their songs, but that was uh, pretty cool. That was a pack of coyotes doing a song. Of course, I can't see them. They're pretty far away. I thought at first that was just a cow again, but no, that was actual song chorus and you don't typically hear that with uh, what was it, about an hour and a half of sunlight left of course at the same time Raven going off. Of course, at the same time we have the ravens calling. Indigo bunting. Eastern mallark. Black throated green warbler. Lots of stuff at the same time. Thankfully, the car is held off till near the end.
So is that pack of coyotes dangerous to me? Probably not. has been injured by coyote in the last while. Oh, I'm looking at American goldfinch female sitting, kind of hiding in the tree, preening. Not saying anything. Ah, there we go. What a good chipping sparrow. My name is Rob. And this is Songbirding. It's been nearly an hour and I only just got to the dead end. One would think that returning back the same way I came would mean there's nothing new. But the inhabitants of Swan Lake still have some more songs to share. Classic difficult bird, chipping sparrow versus pine warbler versus swamp sparrow. Swamp sparrow is a bit slower, more ring to it. Chipping sparrow pierces a little harder. That's a call. But all three of them really it just it's context. Context really helps. This is not a pine tree, though there are pine trees nearby. It is a tree out on its own, looks to be possibly an ash. Some kind of deciduous tree with uh, compound leaves. There's a blue jay in the distance. But also, I heard the calling of Chipping Sparrow while uh, that. Tick, 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 going on here, high-pitched. Pine warbler is usually a lot softer. Tend to get louder, quieter. In more dramatic ways than the chipping sparrow do. Swamp sparrow would be not at the top of a tree like this. They would be in wetland, maybe at the top of a small tree but not a tall one. But also it has a lot more of a ring to it. That's the way I describe it, more like a bell. Ting, 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 ting. There's some yellow throat action over there. Go hunting again, lots and lots of them. It's 
goldfinch. Oh, here comes a flock of, uh, looks like rock pigeons. Yep. Also knows rock doves. Four. It's about nine up. And they're not saying a thing. Oh, but they're coming along to the tree. Oh, they changed their minds. They were going to. I think they're still going to. They're just yeah, coming back. Slowly deciding whether they should land or not. I'm going to go see them. Maybe they'll say something. Microphone's pretty good, so you might gonna see whether or not they'll even let me get that close, but we'll see. Pigeons aren't usually too shy. However, these are country pigeons. They probably live in a barn nearby. Pigeon or rock dove doesn't really have native habitat in North America. They're not a protected species. They're import. Yeah, they didn't like me getting close to them. They're, well, they're going to land at the next tree. Most of them, at least. sounds. In the city, of course, pigeons. Some building sidewalks. Anything they can sit on. The equivalent out here is dead trees. Now, what's really neat is in the Bruce Peninsula there are some rock pigeons rock doves living in something a lot more close to their native habitat and that is that they live on the escarpment edge. The reason they take to building so well is they're used to mountains, cliff sides, rocky areas like that. That's why they're the rock dove or rock pigeon. because only nine of them I saw come in, but yet far more than nine here. There's actually several that were probably always hiding in this tree this whole time. Three, six, seven, eight, nine in the one tree, and three, six, seven, eight on the other. There's 17 of them here. 
You can really hear that indigo bunting going. These guys are cooing. These rock toes are a mix of colors. Mostly gray, but some are red. Kind of a rusty red. Some are dark gray, some are light gray. There are no white doves here in this group. I'm going to see if I can get even closer. getting a lot of flies here too. They decided to join their friends in the other tree. Here's normally any other bird like that indigo bunting who's like 20 times further away than these pigeons are perfectly audible it's because of the frequency and intensity they have but yet these guys are so subtle and low pitch that doesn't travel far very easily be practically on top of them to get a good recording. July. That's 
for a lot of these birds because of where the forest is positioned here. This is more or less sunset for them. The sun's about to disappear behind the trees. This is their opportunity to solidify their territory before night hits. probably near her nest. And this other higher-pitched one is the chipping sparrow. Could be the one that was singing before. Also, we have to review the recording. making that sound. Okay. So, something made an interesting song in there. I don't remember what the song was right now. I know I recognized it. Faintly thinking maybe it was a marsh wren. But I guess, thankfully this is a recording. So I can make note of it later. Our house wren, actually, not wind or not marsh wren. That's a house wren. We heard earlier. I don't know that the cranes are coming this way. So the crows are interested in something. Making a racket. Probably a predator or the raven. One of the ravens. They find predators and they harass them often. So it's indigo bunting. 
think it's more like a mid start, but he's just being very interesting. variability that song changes it's like also a juvenile sparrow Probably a song sparrow looking at me and ticking too, as well as several other birds. That's just the one I can see. The only thing American Red Starts are very consistent at is that they warble and it doesn't go on for very long. Mosquitoes gonna head gonna head out now. Very singy here right now, so it's tempting not to leave. Here nearly two hours at Swan Lake and recorded audio of over 15 species, plus a chorus of eastern coyotes. To see a checklist of the species observed and to listen to example clips, please visit songbirding.com. Songbirding, the Bruce Peninsula, was recorded, engineered, narrated, and created by me, Rob Porter, with Creative Commons music from Scott Buckley and additional Creative Commons sounds from Jordan Powell.